Hi, I'm your host, Susan Rosen. And today's show is about BDNF. And that stands for brain-derived neurotrophic factor. BDNF is a protein that works in your brain to help develop new connections and new neurons. It protects your healthy brain cells, leading to better long-term memory and cognition, and it makes it easier to learn new things. It also improves your memory and it helps to make you feel happier. Some other benefits of having higher levels of BDNF are helping with weight loss, sleeping better, and neuroplasticity. BDNF also helps repair weakened brain cells that can lead to ah, can't talk, neurodegenerative diseases like Parkinson's and Alzheimer's, along with learning difficulties and depression. BDNF, like so much else in our body, is made and controlled in and by your microbiome, better known as your gut. The gut bacteria makes the protein and sends it up to your brain along the vagus nerve. And hopefully you already know that your gut bacteria is what controls your brain and all of the rest of the what's called autonomic or unconscious functions of your body. Things like your digestion, your heart rate, and your respiratory rate are just exam- few examples of those kind of functions. I'm sure you know about the brain sending messages to other parts of your body, but did you know that the gut sends nine times as many messages to your brain than your brain sends to your gut? So who do you think is in charge in your body? I don't think it's the brain. BTNF has also been described as the gas in the engine of the brain. And as we age, our levels of that gas starts to go down. You're probably wondering how we can keep those levels at or above the levels we had when we were younger. And I'm going to go over a few of those in today's show. First off, let's talk about exercise. You should always start with something that you enjoy. Otherwise, you're not going to keep doing it on a regular basis. And that's going to kind of defeat the whole purpose. There is a lot of differing information out there about what kind of exercise to do, but pretty much they all agree on some certain things. One of which is that daily exercise is good. If you're not able to do something every day, then try at least to do it five, four or five times a week in order to really jumpstart those BDNF levels. You can also start with some mild intensity exercise and then increase the intensity over time. The other side of that is to do mild intensity, but do a couple of two minute sprints that will spike the amount of BDNF you're creating. So for instance, if you are, let's say you are running quickly, or excuse me, you're walking quickly for 15 minutes, then at two or three different points, try and jog a little bit for two minutes at a time. And it doesn't have to be fast running, although if you usually run, then you, then that's what you would need to do for it, is to do fast running. Whatever it is, you want to do it faster than what you were doing to really get your heartbeat 
up. If you do some kind of exercise with an additional level of risk as well, and that would be learning new motor skills along with it, that will also create more BDNF. Something along the lines of rock climbing or gymnastics, something that takes a little more coordination and learning. So you are putting some, I don't wanna say pressure, but you're, you're making your brain itself also do a little bit more exercise. Strength training increases BDNF, but it only does it for a very short time after you finish. It stays with you longer when you do something that has some cardio involved in it. Sleep is another opportunity that you have to create BDNF, but it only helps when you're actually getting some good deep sleep because that's when your brain is also cleaning itself and getting rid of any amyloid and some of the other toxins that you have in your brain that you built up during that day. And you can release BDNF during the deeper stages of sleep. If you're not getting to that level of sleep, you're not going to be creating the BDNF. So it's almost kind of a chicken and the egg kind of thing. <clears throat> so make sure that you are doing things that are helping you to get better sleep and to sleep for a longer period of time so that you can get into those deeper levels. There are a few biohacks that you can learn or do if you do need some help getting into stages three and four of a deep sleep and that can help give you a better night's sleep overall. I'll put a few links in the show notes on my website for anyone who's interested. Okay, next, another way to increase BDNF, which is one of my favorites, and that is meditation. Personally, I've been meditating on a regular basis for over 30 years. I love it, and it has really helped me improve the quality of my life, not to mention being the place where I met my husband. Stress lowers BDNF, and meditation will counteract that. Not surprising at all that it increases BDNF because of that. It has also been shown to help with pain tolerance. It helps you get awareness of your thoughts and of your body. Meditation also helps improve your emotional health, your memory, and also your attention. Interestingly enough, meditation has also been shown to maintain and increase brain size. Pretty neat. You can start with five minutes if you've never done it before. Sit someplace quiet and comfortable and focus on your breath or on some kind of a mantra or a phrase or even someone that you love. And then each time that your mind starts to wander, be nice to yourself and just take your mind back to the beginning and start again. You can increase the amount of time that you spend in meditation as you feel more comfortable with it and try and work up to, oh, I don't know, 15, 20 minutes. That's a really nice level to really start getting a lot of benefit from doing the meditation. Some other things that have been shown to increase BDNF are polyphenols, such as coffee, dark chocolate, blueberries, green tea, along with coffee fruit extract. Personally, I like all of these and I eat, use, drink 
all of them. Coffee fruit extract is really interesting. It's made from the fruit that contains the coffee beans that we all use to make our coffee. And for many, many years, all they did was just throw it out. And now they've realized that it's another commodity. So needless to say, people are packaging it up and it has been found to have and create a lot of BDNF in your brain. 100 milligrams is supposed to help by increasing BDNF by 140, that's 40%. Again, I will include a link in the show notes to some organic coffee fruit extract that you can get from Amazon. One more thing in this group is exposure to the sun increases BDNF as well as getting you vitamin D, both of which will improve your mood. 10 to 20 minutes a day is really all you need, but be sure not to have any sunscreen or sunglasses on, otherwise you'll be wasting your time. Intermittent fasting has also been shown to increase BDNF levels. Fasting for at least 12 hours starts a whole string of hormonal events in us that boosts the body's repair mechanisms, and that includes increasing BDNF. It's really not that hard to do. If you try eating your dinner a little earlier, or sometimes if you have a late lunch or something, you can just skip dinner altogether. And for a lot of that time, you're gonna be sleeping anyways. So it's pretty easy to get a minimum of 12 hours without eating anything. You can still have water, but no food or drinks that have sugar or coffee or things like that, tea. Getting a lot of omega-3s and being mentally stimulated, like playing brain games or learning a new language, are a couple more things that you can also do to up your levels of BDNF. The last thing I'll talk to you about is being with family and friends. That also will definitely help your BDNF creation and levels. So to sum all of this up, I'll remind you that BDNF, brain-derived neurotropic factor, is one of the most important proteins your gut creates. It's important for your brain, your body, and your future. It's a part of warding off Alzheimer's, Parkinson's, dementia, and any other brain-related disease. Just that should be enough for you to change up your life in more than one of these ways. So I hope you enjoyed this podcast and got a lot of really good information. I would be happy to hear from any of you about how any of these things helped you. As always, remember that I'm not a doctor and whatever I talk about on this podcast should not be construed as medical advice. You can also find me on YouTube now. My channel is Healthy Tips After 50 Podcast. And if you go to my website at healthytipsafter50.com, you can read my blog posts, listen to any podcasts you've missed. And there is also a free ebook on my website if you're looking for some additional healthy tips. That's it for today's show. And I will look forward to talking to you next week.